When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the TSL High Tech Studios in Blacksburg, Virginia, it's Wednesday, October 4th, 2023, and this is TSL Today. We hope you enjoy the new audio format of TSL Today as we shift toward a quick and easy news update on everything Hokie sports for your commute home. I'm your host, Carter Hill, and today we sit down with managing editor David Cunningham to break down media day for men's and women's basketball, an emphasis for both squads, and a rotational look at what is to come in just over a month. That's all coming up next on TSL Today. This episode of TSL Today is brought to you by the Hokie Way. The Hokie Way supports student-athletes in leveraging their name, image, and likeness to amplify the mission of charitable organizations are a way to give back to the community. Your contributions to the Hokie Way support Hokies and IL are tax deductibles. Visit thehokieway.org to learn more. All right, so now we welcome in our managing editor, David Cunningham. David, as always, thanks for hopping on. We appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. So what were your takeaways from Media Day yesterday, both for Tech Men's and Women's Hoops? I think my biggest takeaway from the women's side is that they're still trying to figure out what the team is going to look like. They obviously know their concepts. They know their identity but how everything looks is going to be really interesting. And Kenny Brooks, I thought, put it, um, explained it pretty well. He is trying to balance uh, letting the veterans, so Elizabeth Kitley, Georgia Amor, Kayla King, play a little loose and be a little loose when it comes to practice while still kind of rigorously training and, and coaching and uh, the, the young players. I mean, they've got four top 100 freshmen that are in. Then there's Carly Wenzel, uh, a redshirt freshman. Uh, there's a lot of players on this team who have never played a game before on the college level. Now, there are a handful of transfers they brought in, but trying to balance everything, I think, is the biggest challenge. On the men's side, uh, defense is the biggest emphasis. And bringing in Robbie Barron and Makai Long out of the transfer portal, along with J.D. Byers, an assistant who was at VCU for the last six or seven years and... Uh, really knows good defense. I think that's really, really helped all the all the players we spoke with yesterday, Sean Padua, Hunter Couture, MJ Collins, Melangel Poteet, they all said, along with Mike Young, that there's a bigger emphasis on defense this preseason. Those are my two biggest takeaways right off the top from yesterday's media day. I was going to say, I labeled two overarching themes for both the men and the women. The men... It was defense. And I think one of the more interesting storylines in the press conference was MJ Collins flat out said, I'm going to be guarding, quote unquote, their best guy, which I think is interesting. And I think it shows that Mike Young has a lot of confidence in the sophomore. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think they're also trying to get to a point where Hunter Couture has to graduate eventually, unfortunately. Pass the torch. Yes. Uh, I think MJ Collins could be that guy. I, we still have to to see some 
some stuff, some improvement from him. But that says a lot if in practice he's becoming that guy. Uh, I think he's a guy with a lot of potential, and he got a lot of reps last year when he probably shouldn't have just because of the injury situation. How does that benefit him in the long run? Is he a little farther ahead defensively than he might be? Um, I'm interested to kind of see when November 6 rolls around what kind of defensive situations Mike Young throws him into. What caught your eye about what Mike Young and the guys had to say about Robbie Baran and guys like Makai Long and Tyler Nickel as well? The transfers, if you will. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I think the two biggest, my two biggest things, you know, I think I think Tyler Nickel will play a role but his role, and I asked Mike Young, still unsure yet. But with Barron and Long from Northwestern and Old Dominion, those are two guys that could potentially start in the front court. Those might be two front court additions um, that like come in and start immediately. Interested to see kind of where Lynn Kidd is in in terms of how much does he play. I think he provides Texan versatility there, as does Barron and Long. But from what Mike Young said, the starting front court could potentially be long at the four and Barron as a little bit of an undersized five. Uh, he played more of a stretch four at Northwestern. I, I thought it was very funny. Mike Young kind of uh, related to Moneyball uh, without saying it. Um, you know, that they're going to kind of try to replicate what Justin Mutz did in the aggregate, sort of, so to speak, especially defensively. Barron and Long are two really good defenders. They're going to come in, and they're going to have an impact. And they're statistically, I looked this up yesterday, they were two better, They like, if they were on Virginia Tech's team last year, they would have been the two best defenders on the entire mm. team. And Justin Mutz would have been right there next to Long. But Barron was a little bit better. They're going to have an impact I'm not sure about Nickel yet, but I think his role will kind of evolve as the season goes along. Where do you see somebody like a Rodney Rice sliding in? He's going to start, and I think he's going to be the X factor. I think Rodney Rice could be the thing that gets this team over the hump. Mm -hmm. Because last year there was so much inconsistency at that second spot on the wing. Heck, both spots on the wing. Particularly with Couture banged up, per se. Yeah, but you go from starting the season with Padula, a backcourt of Padula, Couture, and Maddox. Sure. To, at some point, a backcourt of Padula, MJ Collins. Mm -hmm. And give or take, I I know I'm missing somebody. John, I mean, John Camden, he didn't really play a whole lot there. Um it was a lot of mixing and matching. Like, there were sometimes, you know, Sean Padula said yesterday, there were times where Tech did not have enough players to practice, like, five-on-five, five, like, one team against another last year. Tech was beat up. I think the biggest thing is Tech is healthy, knock on wood. But I think Rodney Rice can, can, can provide a spark because what he's going to be able to do is he's going to be able to handle the ball and let... Padula play a little bit off the ball. Couture is going to be able to do his thing. He's still gonna, he's still going to guard the best player, I would believe, on the other team, the best guard. But what's probably going to happen is Mike Young's going to probably bring in MJ Collins and let Couture breathe a little bit and put Collins on him on on their best player in spurts. And I think what Rice can do is kind of be that X factor to where 
Couture and Padula are still going to get their shots and do their things, but Rice can kind of take it the extra mile, and he can handle the ball, but he can also play off the ball, but he can attack the rim. He can kind of do it all. He's kind of a combination of everything, and I think he's going to have a huge role this year. Well, we talked about the men's overarching theme, but for the women, of course, it's completely different, and watching Kenny Brooks's press conference back, he repetitively touched on this offseason was so crazy different, which makes sense when you're coming off the first Final Four berth in program history. Yeah, I think it took Kenny forever to complete the schedule. It took him forever to finalize it because nobody wanted to play Tech. I wrote a story about that two or three weeks ago when I talked to Kenny in his office. He was adamant that this is hard. Like, like when you become good, it is hard to schedule good teams. Um, which is a little bit of a give and take there, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it has been a much different offseason. I, I don't think the Greece trip thrown in there kind of made things a little crazy too. But Elizabeth Kitley said, you know, it felt like we were literally just gone for like a month and we came back and all of a sudden we were into the, in, you know, into the grind again. They had that, uh, I guess she and Georgia and, and Kayla King went to Australia in like May, June, came back. Then they start doing individual workouts and stuff over the summer. And then late July, early August, they're practicing in those 10 extra practices they get because they're going overseas to Greece. So a lot of shorter of an off season tech might be potentially farther ahead. I, I don't know. I think the biggest thing is it gave Kenny Brooks and the team time to get to know one each other off the floor. And I think that kind of helps speed up the process a little bit. I thought it was interesting, too, that Kenny Brooks said he thought this year's team was going to be better shooting the three than last year, but maybe they're a little bit of a step behind defensively, at least right now in comparison to last year's I don't team. think that's really surprising to me. You bring in Matilda Eck and Karis Baker. They're going to—they might be the two best shooters on the team. And, and they weren't on last year's team. Yeah, and they're—and and that's— <laughs> saying they're going to come in and play alongside or behind Georgia Amor and Kayla King. That's saying a lot. Defensively, you lose Taylor Swan, you lose Keanu Trailer. I think defensively, again, Tech has an identity, but has to figure out who can play where. You throw Carly Wenzel into the mix. I just sat down with Carly this afternoon. We're recording on a Wednesday for a feature I'm going to put out some point next week. She has a great story, but she doesn't have any experience at the college level. She's very, very talented. There are five top 100 kids on this team from the last two recruiting classes that have never played a game for Virginia Tech. They're talented, but they're raw. How do you get them in the game defensively is the biggest question. You've got players like Rose Michaud, uh, Matilda Eck, Olivia Sumiel, transfer portal kids that came in. They should be able to pick up the pace a little bit quicker defensively. But I'm interested to just see how it looks because you have your three pieces in Amor and Kitley and King. What does the rest of your defense look like? And I think at, at this level, offense a lot of times comes easier than defense. Because if you have playmakers, you're good. You just have to tweak it a little bit. That's not saying every offense is perfect when you have playmakers, but when you look at the defensive side of the ball, that's a lot more about communication and off-the-ball movement. And as the men's players talked to us about it yesterday, chasing guys around and, and trying to f keep your eyes on what everybody else is doing on the floor when you don't have the ball or when, when your 
the guy you're guarding does not have the ball. That's something the men's players have been emphasizing uh, so far in the preseason. So still stuff to figure out there for the women, but they've got a lot of talent. That's the positive. It's no secret that Tech essentially only went six deep last year, I guess six and a half per se, but how deep do you see the Hokies going this year? You mentioned Carly Wenzel, Olivia Semiel coming in from Wake Forest, Karis Baker as well. Do they go eight, nine deep maybe in 23-24? I think it's possible. Uh, I think it'll be... We'll know before... I think we'll know by the first game if anybody is redshirting. Uh I don't know if anybody will, but if there's like a little bit of an injury, if Kenny Brooks looks at it and goes after two scrimmages and a game and goes, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to play this person much, you know, we'll, they'll go from there. I don't, I'm, I'm, when I think about it, I think maybe Mackenzie Nelson red shirts just because I don't know if you necessarily need her this year. But again, they're all talented and I'm not the one watching practice. So I don't know as you, to your question about how many deep tech goes this year, I'd say at least eight, at least eight. If not, I think nine's pushing it, but I think eight, depending on what eight they are, I think getting Clara, Clara Strack involved, she's going to be huge. She's a big front court piece. She's essentially her and Rose Michaud and Elizabeth Kittley are like the three front court pieces. Then you say, okay, you got five back court pieces. You've got Eck, King, Amor. Or I guess, sorry, I should throw Sumiel in there um, in the front court. So you got four front court pieces and then you go to the back court. You've got Amor, King, uh, Wenzel, Baker, Eck. So you're pushing like eight, nine. So I, I think if, if again, last year's roster was extremely, I don't want to say talented, but, but there were limits on what mm-hmm. all these players could do. And we saw last year, the freshmen didn't play really at all. Mm-mm. This is like Kenny Brooks leans on his veterans. That's something he does. So how much these freshmen play, I'm not really sure. So I would say Tech's going to go at least seven deep, if not eight. Nine, I think, depends on how the two freshmen, and the two freshmen I would expect to play are Karis Baker and Clara Strack. Depending on how everything shuffles out with them, how they develop, Tech could maybe go nine. Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, we have about a month left until basketball season, David. So, you know, I asked you last week, but what's coming up between now and then TSL wise from a content standpoint? We've got plenty of stuff going on. You're going to join me down in Charlotte for the AC tip off in a couple of weeks with Jack Brisendine. Yeah. We're going to have plenty of stuff down there. Uh, we had men's and women's basketball press conference stuff yesterday. I wrote a men's basketball story. I know Jack Brizendine was there, and he got enough stuff for a feature, and he's going to write a story over the next couple of days on the men's side involving Hunter Gator and Mike Young. Uh, I have a women's basketball story coming sometime in the next couple of days, and I have uh, a feature that I'll put out probably at the beginning of next week on Carly Wenzel. Thank goodness we have Andy Bitter. <laughs> yeah. Because with Andy now... I get to focus on basketball. And so like now the basketball's here, I get to sit down and do interviews like this where like 
we have football practice later this afternoon. We're recording this about three o'clock on Wednesday. We have football practice later. I'm still going to go to football practice, but I don't have to write anything up on it because Andy can. And what it did was it gave me the opportunity to go do a women's basketball interview today and I can write another women's basketball story tomorrow and write men's and women's basketball stuff next week. So now that we've we've had this media stuff, we're just going to keep the ball rolling. And if there's ever a drop-off in content, uh, it'll be interesting to uh, to see uh, if I can get some of these some of these features done. I kind of want to talk to some of these new... There are two new assistants in J.D. Byers and... Um, I'm blanking on the uh, the woman's assistant. Juwan Scaife. Yes, uh, thank you. Um, I was just about to say it. Uh, <laughs> two new assistants. Lots of lots of content coming. Uh, and Kenny Brooks and Mike Young will both eventually be on the podcast sometime in the next couple mm-hmm. weeks. So we're close to basketball season. It's a month away. It is October fourth. November 6th, season starts. It's almost here. I can't wait. We got lots of basketball content for you. Doubleheader, November 6th. I'm looking forward to it. I don't, it's, I, I feel a little bit less stressed stressed about how, how slowly it's going to get here now that football won yeah. this past weekend, yeah. but it'll be here before we know it. Maybe football can pick up a few more wins in between now and then. Be nice. Be we nice. can hope. David, thanks for hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. That was David Cunningham. I'm Carter Hill, and that was your Wednesday installment of TSL Today.